The DWA podcast is recorded live to SD card at the old Wrigley building in Santa Cruz, California. Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. Oh, this smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, I screwed it up. Support us on patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome. You can support the show and in turn, you also get other benefits. We've been doing some Patreon only podcasts. We give early rally access. We have a dirt racing league, a bunch of other stuff over on Patreon. And when you sign up, we give you a free sticker pack, DWA sticker pack, with some exclusive DWA stickers that aren't available to the public. A lot of fun stuff over there, and it helps support the show. So cruise over to patreon.com forward slash driving while awesome, and we'd really appreciate it. This episode of the Driving While Awesome podcast is brought to you by RadForSale.com, the only auction site entirely focused on the Radwood era. Have something to sell? They are now accepting your 80s and 90s cars, trucks, and motorcycles for auction on Rad for Sale. Have a Fox Body Mustang, Integra GSR, or Kawasaki Ninja? Those are great. They're also looking for excellent Radwood era parts and gear, like wheels, seats, apparel, ephemera, and more. So it's time to start going through the garage. Rad for Sale is a visually appealing and informative auction site with interesting and unique features while focusing completely on our favorite era of the automobile, the Radwood era. Join them at radforsale.com. Welcome to Driving While Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Lane. I'm Mark. This is another wonderful episode of the DWA podcast. How the heck are you guys doing? You look good. Actually, Lane, you don't look great. You got this camera angle, which is I look like crap. <laughs> so Lane bought a new laptop and his uh, your camera and the laptop is in the keyboard, you said? Yeah. All you can see is neck. <laughs> Why would la- they do that? that makes... neck, but... or, and up into the nostrils? That's a good look. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I don't get it. I really don't understand why they did that. I is, have no idea. Is yeah, like the so frame the, uh, is like the bezel for the 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 screen super slim or something? Is that it is, is that, very slim? Is that the actually. idea? That you get like, like the, there is no, no room the way they have it. But yeah. I mean, it seems like they could just make it that much bigger. I don't know. So yeah. you need a an external webcam. I know a little clip on one or something. Yeah, and you put it up like. I think Jason Camisa has it on a crane above his house, and then it looks down on him. <laughs> on a crane, <laughs> for uh, Zoom yeah. calls. He's got a he's got a drone you know, flying around. <laughs> yeah, for drama. I think when he was on our podcast, he had it was kind of the start of Zoom. Uh, he had it so far up, it was like looking down on him. Yeah, know, yeah. from the ceiling. He's he trying to make, it, well, make himself look sexy. Dude. Well, that's the influencer look, right? Like you got to look up at it. Like, hey, right, we're right here with this uh, Ferrari F40. Yeah, you, you know, have it on the the stick, right? Yeah, uh, the right. selfie stick. That's right. Uh, so yeah, this one there's literally no way to make it right unless I, I'm I don't even know how. I would have to hang my computer in the air at yeah. a forty five degree angle. So like right. if I had an architect's desk, desk, you know, 
it, I could put it on that, and it would it would actually work. Oh, I see, like a drafting board, like table, like yeah, where it's like, drafting like, table. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. That's that. the only way it would work. Yeah, I like so the actually, yeah. The, right now we get a, like we get that. That's get better. A lot of mic. I just put it up on some books. There you go. Yeah, 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 there you go. Yeah, as long as you're not typing on it, I think you put it as high as you can. Clack, clack, clack. Uh, so I have a question for you. I'm looking at now. We're looking at Lane's mic, which is is a, is a better look than his neck, I guess. But <laughs> um, so I was <laughs> thinking about looking this, at my face. <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day. You guys go to comedy stores or whatever they're called, right? Um, <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> laugh, laugh factories, yeah, yeah, laugh those factories places and whatnot. Um, yeah. So chuckle huts. I, I, no? I see videos where you know the mic gets dropped, like the comedian just drops the mic and no, um, nope. it, nope. It, is that? No. It doesn't happen, dude. It doesn't happen, um, except for Chris Rock once in a while, apparently. But like, yeah, yeah, those yeah. mics get damaged, right? They've got to be fucked after that. Like, well, our mics, like, <laughs> totally. We, we've had, you know, yeah. Like we own a lot of mics, and uh, a lot of them get <laughs> fucked yeah. up. But barely yeah. e- e- traveling around in a Pelican case, right? It's like, but it's just one of those things, right? It's the cost of doing business with a uh, with in, in for with, sure in, dude, in a comedy store. Spend, <laughs> it's a hundred dollar mic. Um, I think a comedy store would get really pissed if you dropped the mic and they would bill you, uh, you yeah. know, bill the comedian for the mic. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm although, sure there was like a, a period there at karaoke bars where they were saying like, please do not drop the mic. Like yeah. you get it. It's, it's funny, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Obama dropped the mic at the correspondence dinner. And I think that was kind of when the, uh, when oh. they jumped the shark oh, and they build totally yeah, the, shark. And they build the white house for that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Uh, our, our mics are, I always forget the different. There's two kinds, cardoid and something else. I think ours are cardoid, which you have to like speak directly into. They don't catch up. They don't pick up like everything in the room, which right. is more of like a, a studio mic would do where you have like perfect silence. Um, but ours are the other kind. They're super robust, actually. So like, I mean, the way we travel with these things is not yeah. a Pelican case, dude. It's like throw them in a bag and they're jingling around and you like you look at these mics they're so tattered all the paints off of them and stuff and and they work perfect and they're they're actually they're really they are pretty strong you know yeah. you might like yeah. dent the little uh cover over you know the the mesh screen part but you know that's about it yeah um i guess the the alternative is to make them very lightweight right so you can do like a bob barker style one where Oh, you, if, you, if you drop it, it's not gonna, it's not hurting anything, right? It's so fast. That's not a very cool <laughs> drop, dude. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's like a little pin drop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pin you mic want, drop. You want a little noise when you drop it. I think that's the, the point. It's to drop it on the, the actual part you speak into, whatever that's Just called. The head. Blast it apart. Yeah, exactly. The head of the mic. I've um, seen those, uh, those Bob Barker mics. That's a Sony unit. I can't remember the number, but uh, they're out there. They're Sony not that expensive. Unit. They still make Do you them. hold them with two fingers? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, my buddy Tom sent me a compilation of all the prices rights from the 70s till now, basically. Mm-hmm. Of and you could win this Cadillac. And it's every it's every Cadillac that's ever been offered on the show. Oh wow. It is pretty awesome until you get to like the mid eighty. Yeah, until you get to the no, I was gonna say like the what? Cimarron. Cimarron. Yeah, that was like the Cimarron's horrible, right? So but, uh, there's a few oh, models there too. We were like, you know what? I'm good. I'm gonna just not uh, take that prize. Uh your seventy seven Seville. I think we're good on that yeah but, uh it, it's just classic because the people's reactions and stuff it's like 
Might as well told them they they won the country of Switzerland or something. It's like, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah I remember seeing like a, like a yeah. Subaru Justy or something, you know? And it was like, oh, that was like classic concentration. If you ever looked that up, Alex Trebek, classic concentration. They had like ten, eight cars or something as part of the the, the prize packages, showdown. and they were always <laughs> the cheapest budget yeah. cars of the day. It was like the Justy, the Omni, the uh, what have you, by etc. Uh, um, Price is right. Nice. They gave out a 968 convertible on one. I believe. Oh. Whoa. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. And it was, was a it, lady it, that totally, it was not the car for her. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. she was obviously excited, but it's like, she oh, needed really? a you're going to use that? Oh, interesting. No. And a lot of people give up on those prizes because you have to pay the sales tax to receive yeah. it. And so people just kind of go, yeah, forget it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have a friend that funny. won the showcase on Price is Right. Oh, what'd they get? He won, I believe it was jet skis or, or snowmobiles. Oh, uh, Lane, your favorite. It was a pair, and uh, I think, but he took the cash. Like, there's a cash alternative, right? So, yeah. Oh, okay. Like, it's, you know, those, or you get basically, like, half, like, less half in the, cash. Half the value, And then you right? use part of that cash to pay the the tax on winning and stuff like that. So hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And he won some vacation, too. Oh, nice. Shout out to Daniel Cross. Daniel Cross. <laughs> That's pretty cool. There you you go. guys ever been on a game show? Nope. Uh, I I went, uh, Jamie and I went and we tried out for uh, Wheel of Fortune. Like I don't, I'm not even really a fan. She loves Wheel of Fortune. Like that's a big deal for her. And I actually got chosen to go to the next round of like, you know, whatever to in the process of selections. And, um, I, I didn't go to the next one cause she was so bummed out that she didn't get it that I, I, I was like, I, um, I don't think she ever knows. I don't, I don't think I've ever told her. Um, I just played it off. Like I didn't actually win. Like she thought that I think she thinks that I went, but I didn't, and you didn't go. Win. Well, you should have just told her to get a little Sharpie and do a goatee and then go as yeah, uh, more, yeah. M- more like a more like one of those graffiti markers. That's a sharp, sharpie's <laughs> yeah, not yeah, enough. A paint pen. Yeah, paint pen. There you go. Graf- uh, with the little yeah, ball in I there. That would have worked. Um, damn, I was gonna mention something about the showcase showdown cars. I can't remember now. Um, Bob Barker. But anyways, microphones. Damn it. Yeah, it was something. The funny thing about that video. Oh, I'll I know it is. So you can watch like one minute of it. It's literally thirty minutes long. Of all uh, Cadillacs, a new car. It's a catalog, but the first, you know, couple are interesting and they, the, the features that the announcer is rattling off about the car are laughable. It's like adjusting steering wheel, uh, running lights. Like, Oh my God, I got to get this thing. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. So Katera, um, I I feel like it might be an underrated car. Like, isn't that like a, like a, in in Europe chassis? Yeah. It's an Opal. It's rear wheel drive. Right. Uh, it Mm -hmm. was probably offered with a manual elsewhere. Like, I don't know anything about the suspension. I haven't looked it up, but like maybe it has potential to be like a fun, like driver. I mean, you'd look at, you'd want to look at the Opal equivalent of whoever's made the raddest version of that Opal. Yeah. Some Uh, kind of Omega or a Sigma or something. Yeah. I don't remember, but I I, I know it was uh, an Opal. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I feel like, I feel I know where you're coming from, Art, but I just don't think it is. Like mm-hmm. as far as being a good car, like it's kind of like the Jaguar X kite X type. I'm always like, how could it be that bad? Oh, because that one's the yeah. Link- Lincoln LS. That's an Opal too, right? It's based on some Opal or whatever. Um, or no, it's based on a Ford. Because there's a Lincoln LS based one. Is that the one? That's yeah, Lincoln yeah. L- 
Yeah, the X type. I, I, maybe it's LS based. Opal Omega. But uh, but you look at that and you're like, how could it be that bad? Everyone talks about you know it's such a awful car, but right. I don't know. I guess it is. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> you like, know, it must like, be bad. I think they're they just weren't like reliable. They weren't smooth. They weren't fast. They weren't anything, really. Dude. Just wait till I tell you that they made a wagon version in Europe. I'm looking at it now, yeah, dude. Of the, of the caravan, Katan. the Opel Omega caravan. Um, that 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 center stack is pretty cool, actually. Um, they're also 1992 Opel Omega was basically a, a Lotus Carlton. There you go. Uh, here we go. So, so there's so some uh, there's some provenance Her- there. Some heritage. Heritage to to hearken. I like hearkening back to heritage. Mm-hmm. I'm a good, I'm a big heritage harkener. Oh, I know. You that guys knew you. that about me. Yeah. And there was a touring car version of it, uh, Opel Omega V8. Ooh, if you look now that we're up, talking. Big wings. They were aiming to compete with the BMW 5 Series and Mercedes Benz E Class, deciding to put the V8 engine in what was, uh, what was at the time the flagship model for the Opel Omega. There were prototypes yeah. of the sedan and station wagon version equipped with multimedia systems, blah, blah, blah. So, um, concept car, did they ever make it? I don't know. That's such a caddy car, though. It's like a, like, it, cause it was small, right? It was like in between yeah. a three series and a It's always series, in between everything. Which is yeah. what caddy always does, or they have done for the last like 30 years, right? This seems like Bob Lutz is all over this one. I don't know if that's true, but. Yeah. Um, before mood. we get to questions, I just last night realized that Camping Wall Awesome is this weekend. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been on the calendar for quite some Snuck time. Snuck up on you. Uh, yeah, I know that Warren, but I didn't realize it was, I don't know. I didn't have the date or something. You know, I just knew it was coming up and I was like, oh, wait, 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 this is going back to your stupid head calendar oh, that head you cannot calendar trust. Fail. Oh yeah. yeah <laughs> it's a right. fucking head calendar thing. Yeah. No, not really though. Um, <laughs> it kind of is. It's a well, lack wanna... of even looking though. Like I've thought about it. Or, I'm like, I wonder what day that is. I'm just not going to look. Yeah. Um, so I guess that is a head can calendar issue, but I yes. think I have it on a real Google calendar somewhere. Probably. I just a don't, real one. but that's a lack of looking at that too. So <laughs> yeah, it's you using, can have all the calendars using you want. My, you head, <laughs> uh, my head's not that, not that smart. So, uh, yeah, I just, I just was like laying in bed. And I'm like, fuck, I think I'm going camping this weekend. I'm like, Oh shit, dude. Or no, no. You know what I did? I was like, Oh, I wonder when is that? Is that next week or the week after kind of thing? And then I look, I'm like, Oh shit. It's in like four days. Yeah. Yeah. So by the way, I'm going camping on Friday. I was going to say, hopefully you don't have any conflicts. Um, yeah, it's sneaking up on us. Uh, the whole thing is like, I was texting with Drew who has a site and Ali has a site and I think Peter B has one and someone else. So it's going to be a rad little scene. Curated little space. Colin might have one, yeah. So, um, but did you hear about the rad uh, little people scene? Are listening, it's it's like obviously kind of last minute notice here. But if you're in the area and you want to come to the reunion races at Laguna Seca, um, Saturday is going to be the main day. We'll be there. So, Friday night, Saturday night, and then I think we're leaving Sunday. We do have the sites Sunday night as well. So if anyone wants a place to camp Sunday yeah. night, and you're in the peninsula, just holler at us. You can have our sites, but. Um, yeah, obviously last minute for people listening on a Thursday here, but, um, yeah, I think we need to talk about like how we're doing meals and all that jazz. I think last time we did pizzas, which worked really well. Yeah, that was great. 
We rented we rented pizzas. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I never gave mine back. No, I didn't either. It was a good deal. Um yeah, we got pizzas. We I think we got like a stack of pizzas one year and someone oh, went and grabbed yeah. them. So that's one option. And then uh I can't remember if there's barbecues there, but I want to yeah, do uh, a lot uh, I can't you know, remember Drew if always barbecues. brings a barbecue. He's yeah. always queuing up some hot some sausages and stuff. Who does? Drew. Drew yeah, does? Remember, okay, I'll talk to Drew. We all, yeah, we always barbecue shit on the fire right there in, in the yeah. fire pit. Yeah. Yeah. So oh. fires are allowed, which is nice. Um and uh anyway, so we'll we'll coordinate, but I figured it's a since it's a sausage fest anyway, we might as well just add to that theme. Uh-huh. And There's a very uh, iconic photo of of uh Drew uh biting into a very large sausage that Matt took uh pulled fresh off of the grill right there. It's like it's like a defining kind of experience. How many zooms, of how many zooms in have you have you Oh, like the, the the layout grid. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. what I want to know. <laughs> There's different versions, I'm sure, out How there. How many megapixels you. is that picture? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Twenty-eight um, point two. Okay, so we'll we'll talk about that, but um, that brings us into Car Week. I don't know if we want to just, you know, we kind of talked about it last time, but um, we can kind of discuss that after Instagram questions. How about if, we we discuss this live? I think it's kind of funny to bring up. So, um I don't know if you guys have noticed but BMW keeps reaching out about inviting us to their yeah. IX reveal in in San Francisco. <laughs> like I'm uh, not going to San Francisco yeah. to see an IX. So, no. I'm closer, so I'm like, do I go and and should I be the representative? I feel bad cuz it's like, dude, I, I I you know, you look at it and people are not going to be nice to that car on our on our, you know, on our it's feeds and everything. It's fucking horrible. Yeah, dude. Um also maybe it's like if you don't go to this, you don't get invited to the other fun stuff, which whatever that Yeah, you kind of want to build a rapport, right, I guess, but um it's just uh it's an interesting one. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I'm on the fence about it. I was curious to see what you guys thought. Like, it's it's a tough. I one. saw that email and I was like, I'm not driving, uh, you know, 75 miles to go see an IX that I'll just be completely disappointed with. So, um, um, I think it'll be really. Yeah. I mean, I, I so far from what I've seen, the interior looks rad. I'm sure the drivetrain's amazing and everything, but like, look at it. <laughs> look at the exterior. <laughs> exactly. Um, <clears throat> but then they say that people are they're selling more of those Bucktooth uh, kidney grill cars than ever. Yeah, it, it's sure. it's a different demo, right? It's like it's not. Why, why are you sure? Yeah. That's so. That's insane. People don't like good stuff, Warren. Winsync's <laughs> like one of the top selling groups ever, or whatever. You know, it's like, come on, dude. Come on, dude. Uh, more of a it's Nickelback like pop, guy, personally. Yeah, Nickelback's huge. I don't know anyone that listens to him, but supposedly they did really well. I had Coldplay, a. Uh, my, I have a favorites mix. I listen to Apple Music, um, and every week there's a new favorites mix they just make for you with twenty songs yeah. or whatever. There was a John Mayer song on there. I don't know how or why, but I kind of yeah. dug it. I was in. <laughs> let, you, you just let it be? Did you roll up your windows? Like <laughs> Totally. Totally. Yeah. I'm like not opening my mouth when I'm singing all the words. <laughs> <laughs> Heartbreak Warfare, if you're interested. Uh, get in there. Oh, get in there, geez. boys. Get in there, girls. Uh, uh, it's not, no, I'm not proud of it. But I'm, it's all about revealing. Podcasts work when you're, when you're vulnerable and you reveal things. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so and that. that's cool, dude. I'm proud I'm of you, Warren. Thanks, man. All right, I'm pulling up some questions. Stand right. by. I haven't Sorry, looked at a single those. question today, so I'm, I'm. We'll see how how this goes. I haven't either. It's gonna be interesting. I've been. I been looked at a couple at permits. Let's see. All right. Hey, I can sort comments again. How about that? Here we go. All right, we've got quite, quite a few here, so let's get into it. Bobby Reed with the cars. Last week, you discussed numb steering feel in the C8 and most modern cars. Out of all cars, which do you believe has the best steering feel? 
Out of all cars. Club Sport. Uh, Club Sport 911. What year is that thing? 89. Eight, 89. Eight, 89. Nine, eight, nine. Yeah, it's a G50 car. <laughs> it's, G50 yeah. Club Sport 911 with no power steering and no engine up front was pretty damn good. But I'm not I'm not going to say best, but that was that, really good. That is a good recipe though. It's like the not having weight up front. Like a Lotus Elise has a really nice steering and you know, and it doesn't have to have power to feel yeah. You know, and also to be manageable where a front engine car with no power steering you know, in Torque theory, steer. people are like, yeah, that's awesome. No power steering. But in practice, a lot of times it's kind of like, it's kind of a yeah. lot of work, dude. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, definitely Elise. Elise is, is kind of the benchmark for pretty much any street driven car. I think um, of all uh, it's, it's of all cars, right? Not just modern cars. Yeah. Uh, it's basically like, I mean, I know Although, you can get like, it, yeah. it's good. Yeah. Um, does it have the most feel though? I mean, yes. if you're just talking about feel, it has a ton. Yeah, I know yeah. it's direct, but does it have yeah. the most feel? They're power steering, right? They're power steering, correct? No, it has a ton yeah. of the feel. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's 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 very very. I like, know it has in, a lot of feel. Yeah. So it does have power steering? No, I don't think it so. It does not have power no. steering. Does not have power steering. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think they were ever because offered the Evora power was quite good, but it's obviously power assisted. Yeah, Evora is great. Yeah. yeah. And the Ev- Ev- Evora is uh, hydraulic. So. Yeah, it's hydraulic. You know, now that's our version of like it, no power steering. Basically, it's like oh, right. dude, it's hydraulic. It's amazing. Yeah, if it was uh, a modern cars, that was going to be my choice. That's I I found it better than the Cayman, better than even like you know, than GT threes. Even I feel like it's so good. I, like the Evora one is awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you think you, the thing is that you can go back far enough to where you have information but then like um you're adding you directness like, yeah then you know yeah then yeah. you have a slower slop and you have a slower ratio and all that kind of stuff yeah i mean at least might be like the the where all where all roads meet kind of thing yeah um, venn diagram although like i remember driving that uh um our friend pat murphy his uh his dad or his like uh, i don't even know what it was 70 911t targa or something like that uh and that had the stock steering wheel remember remember me talking about this mm-hmm. um had the big old fat steering wheel thin rim steering wheel and i remember being blown away by the steering feel in that car where th- those are very good yeah especially because the they feel have such more a... than anything so it wasn't like yeah. you know it had a big wheel so the the ratio wasn't as fast as like a say like that you know 75 four M- or five mfi carrera we drove or something like yeah. that but it just had so much feel it was so tactile like you could feel every little thing happening with it and it felt like you could drive it with your with two fingers you know with with four fingers essentially um and just kind of and you had a really nice feel for the road so I, mm-hmm. I think it's like a different thing than the elise where the elise you kind of it's such a small wheel like a go-kart you kind of you kind of grab onto it a little more. Why am I hearing feedback, by the way? I'm not hearing. I'm hearing um, mm-hmm. someone's headphones scratching around them. Yeah. Uh, um, th- but yeah, I think there's diff. There's like with anything else, there's like differences in in feel. But those are a couple cars that stand out. Um, mm-hmm. And helps. It helps a lot. I mean, as you said, formula, right? It's 
less weight up front, small cross section width tire helps a lot. Like that's in that's what you're describing here. Well, with both the Elise and with the uh, uh, Long Hood 911, right? It's like a pretty narrow tire uh, where you don't have it's it's dainty because there isn't a big scrub radius and contact patch that you have to muscle through. It's like so you have that the information is there and also just the connectedness right rack and pinion is key like we've talked about yeah. steering boxes and other style types of boxes where that there's multiple linkages and stuff that delete information from from the wheels so um and you also have a usually added slop in the middle especially on center so that responsiveness and directness isn't there um as you go to turn in or you know as you're driving the car uh yeah and then i think a lot of newer cars have you know, like newer Ferraris and stuff like that are very direct, but, but they, or like the Corvette's pretty direct, but it just doesn't have feel. Yeah. Yeah. It's you know? right. It, like, yeah, you know what it's doing, but it's not filtered. communicating back to you a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like that was, I mean, we, we, I think we, we brought that up last week, but that was my, probably my least favorite thing about the Corvette was the steering. Hmm. As far as the, as far as the driving aspects of it. Right. Right. You loved everything else. Well, Styling. No. No, and actually <laughs> living with it, we'll talk about it later, but yeah, living with okay. it for another day, I found a few more things where I was like, eh. I'm sure you did. All right, Rocket Tiki Motorsports says, adios amigos, we had some fun rallies and hope to see you guys on future NorCal rallies. Uh, Rocket Tiki moved to Portland, so he came by our morning motor- motors with his ID4, and uh, farewell to you, sir. What do they say? It's, uh, we're not saying goodbye or what, what's this phrase? We're not saying goodbye forever, just for now, or something like that. You say so. goodbye, I say hello. I think that's what it says, right? <laughs> yeah, best of luck in Portland. Um, what's up? I want to do a rally up there. What are real estate prices like up there? And I'm actually checking it out. I think it just depends on where you want to be. Yeah. It's uh, definitely come cheaper to, than Bay Area. Come to Radwood PNW at Dirtfish. Yes. Yeah, come to Dirtfish in September. Do it. Uh, so not Nate says recently purchased a 1990 Audi coupe quattro and should do the subframe bushings. Popular option is aluminum 034, but I was thinking back to rubber. Any experience with PowerFlex or similar purple stock improvement or black, which is track focus bushings. Uh, it's an NA five cylinder all wheel drive. So hmm. subframe bushings in particular. Yeah. Um, I don't have, I just have like purple sway bar bushings, but I don't have anything else. I don't, I've never really experimented with anything else. I'm sure Art has. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've done um, energy suspension and um, I think, what was it, Apical? There, there's a, there's a, also an Audi brand that does some solid stuff for the rear of Audis. Um, and I've experienced both. I mean, I, I don't know. I think, I think with this, in this case, it's, you know, it's difficult to say for this specific car because, you know, there's general things that change with, with, you know, solid mounts or with polyurethane bushings, you know, there's potential for squeakiness. There's also more vibration transfer into the, the chassis itself. Right. So whether it be gear noise or gear wine or, or, you know, the, the, everything that comes through, um, as you're driving down the road, um, obviously way more direct feeling and, you know, it improves even the way that you shift and everything feels way tighter. Um, but, I think you should probably check like what folks do with this particular car and and see what their feedback is, you know, because if that subframe is mounted in a way that is going to transfer a shit more gear noise or, 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 you know, 
vibrations into the interior, um, then you might not want to do that. So it's hard to say, right? All cars are different, uh, but just keep that in mind that in general, you're going to transfer more noise, vibration, and NVH, right? Noise, vibration, and harshness into the, the car itself, um, the, the more solid it is. Um, I, I, yeah, it depends yeah. on what you're doing with the car, right? So if it's track focused or something like that, it doesn't sound True. like it in any yeah, any, yeah. But, uh, Less relevant on track, right? Yeah. Rubber bushings, especially like a stock good uh, Audi bushing, is going to last five to 10 years. So I don't know if it's really. Um, a lot of people do it for longevity and stuff like that, but an aluminum, just aluminum bushing straight to the frame, I would, I would be going with rubber for sure. Cause he says the popular option is aluminum. Yeah. I wonder it's why though. Three, four. I would talk yeah. to the guys from O three, four. I would call them yeah. up and, and yeah. actually ask them about it. Cause I'm sure they'll give you the, their honest answer. And, uh, I think they, they're pretty reputable and they, yeah. you know, tell them what you want out of the car. Um, I know I've driven a couple of these cars, these 20 valve coupes. Um, they do have a, you know, this era of Audi was a little bit disconnected feeling. So if it adds a little, can you know, if it connects everything a little more, I could see, you know, a little bit of sac- like sacrificing a little bit of the NVH, but obviously there's a, there's a line you don't want to cross there. Um, and I know it, that's the thing I've seen improve the most with stuff like this is shifter feel. Um, yeah. Where these, you know, the engine might move around so much, engine and trans together, mm-hmm. that the shifting is kind of a little spongy and sloppy, and and making it where it's tight just makes the shifter feel yeah. so much nice and you know so yeah. much nicer. And and, and as, as you said, I think it's super key for him to speak to to whether it be owners of these cars or or O thirty four themselves. They developed this pushing for a reason, right? And I think it's. Um, you know, some suspensions suffer from like deflection and camber change and stuff like that as it's moving around, as you're just, you're talking about, like there's disconnectedness and, you know, sh- shit's moving around um, in sporty performance oriented driving. So like this maybe significantly remedies a problem that might be that might exist. Exactly. And so this solves that. And so, and maybe it isn't a big sacrifice. I don't know how it's mounted. Right. So that's another thing to, to, to look into. It's like, uh, you know, that's yeah, maybe where it's car. where you're, you're, tightening it up so much that it relies on other bushings which then do the work and you're not really sacrificing yeah that much you know but you you are help fixing a problem who knows right yeah interesting Ryan. cars yeah oh sorry yep. sorry no yeah i was no, just I was gonna just say I've, I've never driven one i mean I, I think they look cool and i just remember that they're you know historically friends of mine have had them and they're like yeah they're just they're like a lot more work <laughs> than they than they give back in terms of maintain maintenance and as you're saying the driving experience um so a lot of people put like the i don't know what the code is but they put the five cylinder turbo uh from the urquatros the urs rs4s and also i think the audi 5000 had 5, it too right thousand turbo yeah. engines so they just replaced like the drivetrain yeah. with that uh which is supposed to be a big improvement um cool looking car yeah. though that's all i know <laughs> yeah yeah i always liked the way like a 4000 drove better than mm. these these felt even more filtered or or like you know kind of like yeah hmm. like they were trying to be more luxurious kind of i see yeah more touring yeah ryan darby says is two days old too early to buy my new daughter her first project car i'm thinking she needs a 944 should probably do that yeah it's like they say you uh, didn't pay too much you just bought it too early you didn't pay too J- much. You just bought it too early. I think it's too late. 
Whatever. Jacob Torres six says, just wanted to say, Hey to you all looking forward to the East coast Radwood 2021 and meeting you dudes. Cool. Nice. <laughs> Look at Warren looking, <laughs> <laughs> looking up. When you guys take that one, not very enthusiastic. Jacob, we can't wait to meet you. And, uh, what are you bringing to Radwood? Let us know. John Rye says your photo made me think of this question. So there's a photo of a Lotus at Laguna Seca. Uh, what are your picks for ultralight sports cars? Caterham, Ariel Adam, Exocet, Factory 5818, or any others that you guys can think of? Modern build only, so no Elan or Sunbeams or any of that other Brit selections from the 60s and 70s. So no budget listed here. Um, what do you guys got? I, I've just never gotten behind a Caterham because of the, I wish it had a little bit better styling. I know it's a a minimalist car but the rear end the, or the, the rear ends is I mean, front's flat. not bad right front's front's not bad but um i prefer an aerial atom styling wise Ooh. it just is so much more of a complete looking package or is that or is it aerial atom even styled yeah it's got some styling is it's it a lack like a, of a style or style no it's it's more styling than a in a caterham it's got a, a flowing uh now i want to look at it bar fenders yeah, it's like a little. It's just the center. It's like it's I just a frame, it. right? Yeah, a frame. Yeah, but the frame is styled more than just the slab-sided caterham. Is it? Isn't it no. just like tubing? Uh, I'm trying. Yeah, to, yeah it's just tubing that's styled. I don't know. They could have made like it straight. I, 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 I understand the rear of the caterham's kind of yeah loses me. I think all these cars are they're cool. They're just so. I remember being this picture is of Jeff Wise's uh, Lotus Seven. And mm. I remember being at the track that day, and he went home at that night, and he was leaving, and it was like, it must have been like forty degrees or something. I don't know. It was cold, right? <laughs> right? It was really cold. Oh, you and Rick over there in the fucking uh, warming hut. No, I was cocoa. not in the warming hut. I was totally fine. <laughs> Everyone's just degrees. looking at him piling on this gear to drive home to to the East Bay. And it yeah. looked like the most miserable thing ever. It was like driving at night shit. in that car seems yeah. rather crazy, especially on. He was just going to go highways, of course. So it's you know you're at the your eye level with every single car's bumper. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah, I, I see. And yeah, they're those, really those, small. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but as like a fun like toy that you use for that specific purpose right just to drive up in the mountains or something and not to be a road warrior like jeff wise is <laughs> like do you guys have Pretty a preference rad. for oh yeah i mean yeah caterham's i mean yeah that, i mean that's, out, of, out of those i like the caterham the most i think i like the bac mono that one's pretty rad. The VAC model is pretty rad. I, That's I, what I would... Yeah, the KTM Crossbow with. seems pretty awesome, too. And isn't there, like, a driving experience at Laguna Seca with those? Am I imagining Really? Things? We can't even oh, get them I in the States. Know. Yeah, we yeah I, let me look it up. Yeah, I remember, like, thinking that that's that would be pretty fun to do. Um, but I'm pretty sure that they have something. At, at, it might be at, at Infineon, or Sonoma, rather. Um, oh, okay. Crossbow. Sonoma. Yeah, so VAC yeah. Mono not listed here. We have a... Uh, friend with an exoset, Nick, who comes on the rallies and whatnot. Um, a little rough for my taste, but I'm sure you can kind of take them any direction you want, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There, there's so many different yeah, the factory 5818. Is that that Subaru one? It's a Subaru powered one that come to Morning Motors, yeah, yeah. pretty yeah. cool. So, here we go crossbow, uh, sports car driving experience, uh, crossbow comp R at Sears Point Racing Experience. 
Ah, cool. We should look into that. We Whoa, it's it. sold out through November. Holy crap. It's very popular. Um, uh, I, I, dude, I, I like the... Um, oh, the, no, Myers Max. There's like that JDM <laughs> one that has the like the, the like a turbo 600cc engine. Like that one looks super fun. It's like on little tiny skinny like sticky rubber. Um, I uh-huh. forget what it's called. Um, but it is how, a KRM as well. How about the um, Gordon Murray thing? So that oh, oh, that, the, that definitely proton? counts. The rocket, a rocket? rocket, no protons. That <laughs> uh, very much counts. That's a, a Yamaha. I can't remember which motor, but you know, twelve thousand RPM redline and yeah. super, super lightweight. Like it's a Caterham on a diet. Mm-hmm. Caterham one sixty. Yeah. It's called. Uh, it's just like that. That seems like a ton of fun. Like talk about like full on go kart experience on the road. You know, like. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't, what about I, a modern Morgan? Would that count? Modern Morgan. Uh, those are kind of big. They right? make these. Like oh these, yeah, uh, those are cool. I mean, they're very cool. They're retro, but, like a Caterham. But it's not. Yeah, I guess it would count. I don't really know what this category is because ultra lightweight. Yeah, I know it's tough to say, right? Yeah, here's some. Well, yeah, here's some specs. So the the Caterham Seven One Sixty uh, weighs four hundred and ninety kilograms. So that's like like eleven hundred pounds or something. And it has 80 horsepower out of a 600 cc turbo, uh, 600 cc turbo Suzuki four, um, turbo. Yeah, and then you can, I'm sure you can mess with that a little bit, bump it up to 110 horsepower, 1100 pounds. You're pretty stoked. I would say the factory five doesn't really fit into this. I don't think it's yeah. A, is it yeah? Uh, it doesn't seem like it's a super ultra lightweight either. Ooh, look, 100 a uh, 155 uh, cross section with uh, Avons. That sounds like a ton of fun. Super down for that. that sounds rad. I think I'm digging Caterham. I like the history. I like that it's uh, you know, based off this Lotus from fucking 1910s or whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's based off a horse horse carriage. Yeah. Um, Big Fat Flip says barbecue lightning round. There's an exclamation point after that. Uh, dry rub or sauced? Go dry. Hmm. Can I go dry and then sauced after it's cooked? Oh, and I know. then dry and then dip in sauce. Dip yeah. in sauce. I mean, that's what you want, but okay. dry. Dry. Yeah, I charcoal. agree with that. I agree with that. Charcoal or briquettes? And he oh, says, man. get the fuck out of here with that propane. <laughs> <laughs> I like a good propane taste, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have a preference, really. I mean, I think if you were going to just offer it, I'd say briquettes. Is it our briquettes compressed charcoal? Am I tripping out? It is charcoal, right? Briquettes yeah. are charcoal. Yeah. It's a form of charcoal. But it's not the the pressed square yeah. charcoal. With a little, yeah, yeah. Huh. Well, briquettes are, squ- are pressed, right? They're the ones that are compressed. Like, they're, like, usually, like, a, yeah, where you're oh. describing them. Like, so charcoal is just like, charred wood. Exactly. Charcoal's charred wood. Oh, then I'll, yeah. I like briquettes, I think. Huh. I like how consistent you can get with them. <laughs> <laughs> See, big fat flip. We're not even doing well on the questions. We don't, we don't know what charcoal. Know what that, or we don't even know what stuff is. is. Yeah, We're yeah, not rad yeah. dads. If he said wood or charcoal, I would. That's a better. Yes. Uh, yes. Wood, that, now right? we're talking. Yeah, I would wood. go wood in that case. All right, tri tip or brisket. We can agree. Uh, we can at least know what this means. Yeah, mm. tri tip. Hmm. It depends where. If I'm going top of the line Texas barbecue, like it's brisket. I agree. Tri tip. Yeah. But that's the thing is like tri-tip you can uh, probably, you're happier elsewhere. Like for the most part, you know, you're going to have a a better tri-tip. Whereas like you have to go high end with the uh, the, brisket. brisket. High high end, I'm going brisket. 
A green egg or old filing cabinet. Have you guys seen people smoking? And I haven't used cabinets? either. I have yeah. not. I've yeah. used a green egg. It was like a lot of work and stuff. And yeah, it was like it's <laughs> a thing for so real expensive. aficionados. People like, love the green so egg, expensive. man. It's like it's we like we had it's one like, in my house. I think Connor used it like twice and then gave up. You know, then it was like yeah. normal barbecuing after that. Dude, I have like it's like it's like CrossFit. Uh, you know, crypto yep. green egg people. It's like oh, oh vegan. Oh, right? they, it's like how it's about whiskey? <laughs> whiskey? Uh, whiskey? Throwing some oat milk? And yeah. Where does whiskey go. fit in, dude? Come on. Oh, how about cigars? Where does that fit in? Nah, that's like that's like too too. It, it, you're not gonna get pressured into doing that. That's like too niche. Like too mm. like. Yeah, no, because not every not everybody smokes. Like that's too out there. Um, anyone uh, he can says work he out. finishes with uh, are people who grill fruit psychopaths or sociopaths. <sighs> People Who's grill, grilling fruit? Who grills fruit? Pineapple? Oh, I they grill pineapples, which is pineapple. pretty good. People grill watermelon. I think that's like a thing. Oh, I've seen that. Stupid I've seen it people. like in cookbooks or whatnot. Cook yeah. magazines like my people grill tomatoes. That's yeah, a fruit. I'll tell you grilled that. Grilled tomatoes. Grilled tomatoes can fuck right off. <laughs> Your British fucking shitty breakfast. I'm down with grilled tomatoes. Um, Andrew Gladkowski says, which of the modern hot hatchbacks is your favorite? Golf GTI or R, Focus ST or RS, Veloster N, Mini Cooper S or GP, and lastly, Civic Type R. He also says, love the podcast. Sad to say we don't have that much experience in, in most of these. Uh, I'm going to go for driving Just, experience. I'm going to go Civic Type R for driving dynamics and driving. Um, yeah, I, um, yeah. Golf is a very Civic, good car and it's a better looking car, but it's I think the Civic is I the haven't driven it. Goddamn Veloster type. I know. Yeah, I want to drive a Veloster. I've never driven a. I've driven a. I've never driven a proper new mini with like a manual. A GP too is a whole different beast than what yeah. we've been sampling. I've never. So. I've driven a Type R. Transmission sucks. Um. Or the transmission's good, but it can't. The synchros can't keep up. Well, it but was only a shifting. It was it was lane hard shifting into second. second gear. But but lane, you said that they updated. Read it, right? every fucking review but, of it. But ever, they updated yeah. the synchro, right? I don't know. I mean, maybe. But the one I drove was bad. Um, shifting into yeah. second gear, it couldn't you couldn't it couldn't keep up with shifts. Uh, but that's a. I mean, the chassis is really good. The ride was great. Seats were good. Appalling to look at. So I I couldn't own it, but it was a fun. It would be the most fun of all, of all those cars to drive, I think. Um, the Ford is just a Ford, really. It's kind of like now being an old thing, it's not very appealing. And Golf is the best all-rounder, but I've never driven an R. I haven't driven yeah. an R either. Um, yeah, I think I've driven an ST. They're, they're great. Um, like a bigger Fiesta, really. Uh, but yeah, no Veloster either. I mean, and, and from what I've read, and just from our friends that have driven them, it seems like the Veloster is a really good value, but it isn't as good as a Type R, so as a Civic yeah. Type R. So that automatically sort of kind of puts that. But it looks know, way better. It looks. It does look better. Yeah, for sure. You should go uh, watch Everyday Driver it has a video comparison of these cars. I believe most listed. Oh, maybe cool. not the Focus. Anyways, it's a Veloster Golf and Civic Type R, if I remember correctly, and I can't remember who won, <laughs> even though I watched the video. But uh, they're usually pretty good about being unbiased, and um, it's a good watch. I think they're ripping through uh, Colorado or something. All right. Um, I believe you, Z- I know, but I think this is like a different one. Anyways, hmm. uh, Z Car Garage says he loves that 7. 
owner is okay too. Um, my femur heart says recorded live from the old Wiggly building. That's yeah. weird. And Brent Coleman says, "Wish I was camping there this weekend. We wish you were too. Been a long time, Brent. He uh, came out one year in his little two James years. Dean. Uh, he came out one year in his uh, in his Mazda Auto Zam AZ One. He came out one year in his five fifty Spider replica that he just bought on Bring a Trailer. That's right. Um, let's see. This guy says." Uh, Dia Dobro says, want to buy my Z4M coupe? Question mark? No. I'm, I'm interested. I do. Those are cool. Uh, D Philly says, any of the DWA crew use any fuel injector treatments or additives? Lucas Oil, Liquid Molly, et cetera. Doesn't have to be fuel. Could be some other sort of additive too. I feel like there's a million of them that exist at Auto Parts Store and online, but n- no one is ever talking about using them. Yes, I do use the Liquid Molly additive once in a while. And Tecron's not bad, but uh, the Liquid Molly is actually cheaper. And I feel like it's since it's German, I trust it more, which is not really accurate. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it comes in a nice shiny bottle. Um, you can use it as often as you want, but um, that's something I put in there in, in cars once in a while. That was mainly when I had access to like a wholesale account and I would, I would get stuff like that all the time. It was just like... Mm in my world, but, um, I don't seek it out as much anymore. So what about you guys? Any additives you use? No, I mean, no. I think the, the only, uh, I mean, I, I thought that doesn't Tecron and the shell equivalent, I forget what it's called V power or something like, don't those have that stuff in it? Like don't they have those additives to help like, so yeah, but not as concentrated, I guess. Right. So, but if you're only using that fuel, then you're, you're technically it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So I, I obviously use good fuel as much as I can. Yeah. yeah. I use Valero too. Yeah, um, there's top tier, so you're good there. I use water wetter, but that's not a fuel additive. Yeah, I guess we cool. said any additive, right? He said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've used um uh shit, what was it? Um you know, it's not an additive either. It's replacing your whole gear oil. Yeah, cuz just for for, you know, for notchiness and stuff like that. Like I've used, you know, uh whether it be Motul or Redline or No. Uh, sand. Sand, not sand. Sand's it would be uh, bananas. Banana peels. Did, did I tell you guys about? About um, I saw this like documentary on some guy who moved to Africa. I can't remember where. To basically, his job was to find um, big rigs and sell them across the border in a different country. Like I don't remember where. It might have been Kenya to Uganda, vice versa. And the dude was from like Ireland or might have been from the U.S. <laughs> I know he was English speaking, but um they uh they had an issue with their differential like failing and so they pulled over they they jacked up the rear and um and pulled the axles out and shoved banana peels in there and then put the axles back in and it fucking worked like <laughs> it actually like got traction again i've heard that i think maybe huh. you told me that or i've heard that yeah, story that was so crazy so there you go banana additive banana peel additive All that's right. that's the ultimate additive um that's yeah <laughs> I, 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 I might have used like a stop leak thing in the past like for a power steering system i think like lucas oil or something like that but not consistently though yeah like I, I don't care to really add any sort of any of that other stuff um there was this additive that people were using for flat force like uh volkswagen and subaru engines uh justice brothers like coolant leak additive that you can use and it works really well it doesn't harm the internals so that's another one i have used in the past justice brothers but um, I definitely don't use that, you know, on all cars or anything. But that's like, that. like a fix, right? Not a like yeah. But it was almost like a preventative thing you would do if if it's just like, you know, they all leak eventually, and if yours isn't leaking, you could do it. But um, yeah, that's for uh, head uh, gaskets. 
Yeah, for head yeah. gaskets. Other coolant leaks. Um, Red Reg Tanj says, uh, this may have been asked a few weeks ago, but where are all the used Volkswagens? Been looking for a clean Mark II or a Mark V GTI here in the East Coast, and I've had very little luck. There seems to be more BMWs and Porsches of the Radwood era, but the VW equivalents are nowhere to be found. With BRZO no longer up, what is the best resource to find these cars? Look at the Samba. Are you are you going on the Samba.com classifieds? That's where I would start, at least. Mm. How yeah, about you that's guys? probably the best place to start. They are really rare, though. It's hard to find any. Like, if you just type in GTI, even on BRZO, when that worked, it was a, you know, GTI 83 yeah. through 95 or something. Dude, there was like five cars that would pop up. I know. It and was, out of those, there was like two that were worth even looking at. Exactly. Yeah. They were somewhere far away. Rust, right? Craigslist is weird now, though, because it's $5 to, to post an ad. So I think people kind of are doing the Facebook market thing. And then yeah. um, the Samba is really good because it's actual enthusiasts usually and people that know their stuff. Um, yeah, but we'll try to get more Mark One, Mark Two, Mark Three stuff on Rad for Sale as well. Keep an eye uh, on that because <laughs> yes, uh, we do seek those out, and there's actually you know one that we're talking to right now, and we'll see how it goes. But I mean, we we like to we'd like to feature more of those types of cars on the site. Yep, absolutely, and um, I'm with you though because I've looked for these cars too, and I mean they are not common. So if you have one and you want to sell it, holler at us. But yeah, they're. They're getting hard to find, especially yeah, East Coast. I, mean, I think I it's it's, it's the, the story of CRX, the story of S14, yeah. the story of 240SX, right? It's like these cars were cheap at some point, and like there were kids that would just destroy them and race them and crash them and rusted them and didn't treat them well versus like the BMW 30 equivalent maybe was, and it started off in an affluent family and maybe was handed down to those kids. Not that a lot of them were crashed and destroyed too, but um, I feel like they were kind of more treasured versus uh, yeah. the, the VW. And they're equivalent. hardier. They're just more robust. A little better know, just... ru- uh, rust protection. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They are galvanized. Quality was better, higher. Yeah, and, all that. Yeah. and even in the nice ones now, you find a GTI, it's been modified by three different o- owners over three different eras. And it's hard to find the good, honest ones. They're, they're getting, they're kind of coming out of the woodwork, but they're not cheap. So sure. I think that's another thing you have to really adjust your um, budget because like we were, Lane and I were joking. It's like Mark one GTIs used to be, 3500 bucks for a decent one. Five grand was like the nicest one you've ever seen. And now you can get like a rusty shell for that. Yeah. So, yeah. We, when I did want to mention, I know another plug, Rad for Sale, but it's it's pretty awesome. I'm really excited to, to finally have the, uh, we have a Polo Harlequin that's coming up. And that's oh, right. a really special car. Like that's actually the first Harlequin. We're familiar with the Golf because that's what we got in the U.S., but um, this one in particular is the first one that was ever imported into the U.S. Uh, and we're all we're also about to put up a, a Polo variant, which is a pretty rare car as well. It's a, it's a wagon, a Polo wagon, which is pretty cool. Um, so keep an eye out for that. That should be up this week, actually. Uh, I think Polo Polos and Lupos are so underrated. They are. It's yeah. essentially like a Mark One GTI that they still made totally. for so long. Dude, the Lupo GTI. Oh, Lupo GTI. GTI. So, so are cool. they really underrated? We just don't. We're just we we're just never exposed to them. Well, right? no, but well, but like I think it still well, applies, right? Like people like don't like it's not something that people like seek out or want to import or whatever. I guess it's the twenty five yeah. year old thing. Mostly, yeah, but right? I mean, do people it's, in Europe? Like them? I don't know. Maybe they're yeah. There, there is definitely a so. scene. Yeah, um, but I think so especially places yeah. with expensive fuel, you know, uh, which is everywhere. <laughs> Want the tiniest little car, but also have some, you know, fun with it. 
yeah like the early yeah. whatever is that i don't know is it a mark four lupo gti like the early 2000s one with the with the it's got the two big li- headlights and the little ones in the yeah. middle like the four that's such a rad looking car yeah and, they look <laughs> cool and it all yeah. it is probably like more like mark one size right mark yeah. one like rabbit size yeah they're yeah. so freaking cool yeah then you can get them in a, yeah the, in the two-door um I don't know if they made a four door, but I remember, yeah, the two door looks yeah, so Yeah, Lupo rad. GTI. I saw a recent picture someone posted in Europe and it was just perfect size, rad styling. Yeah. Um, yeah, very cool. Dual exhaust too, dual exhaust tips poking out there. Um, Wheel E Dan says, just bought myself a Cherry 92 Mercedes 400E, thanks to Radwood. Aside from the usual tires, brakes, fluids, cooling, what would you recommend for rally prep? Rally prep. Whoa. Uh. Rallying your 400E, huh? Well, I like it. I like where your head's at. Um, I mean, you're not going to have all that much fun unless you do something with a suspension. It's going to be a and, wafty yep. boy. And brakes, too. You've got to make sure you have good fluid in there. Yeah. Motul 600 brakes, is what you want. Very good tires and some suspension of some kind. I mean, even if it's just like upgraded sways or something. Yeah, I can't remember. Do those have a, a self-leveling system in the rear? Or is that only 500? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, I don't Probably think the 400. Just the, yeah, I don't 400s know. 400s are cool, though. They're cool. They're very yeah. cool. They're well, timeless yeah. design. Yeah, I mean, they're rad. And we're talking W124, right? It's like a 500 right? light, right? Yeah, it's got the same engine. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's the same exact motor, just a, a smaller displacement. Uh, and those have a shorter final drive, so people like to put that final drive in the 500E. Yeah. Um, you can also they're, they're even more energetic, basically, because of that, right? Yeah, and then you can also um, do the first gear lockout thing, mod way easier than the 500. So, yeah, I mean, outside of the fender flares, like, you know, and you, in some suspension, you're you're pretty pretty close to a 500. I think they're very cool yeah. cars for sure. I, I don't know what the That's steer rad. the steering ratio is different probably, but who knows? Yeah, I would look for a Coney or Bilstein or something, and then maybe like I'm sure there's some kind of spring upgrade you can get like a from a 500e or something like that to kind of um, fix the you know fix make it less wafty and more sporting. Yeah, yeah. but otherwise, I mean, if it's really if it's that cherry, it's almost a, I don't know. How cherry is it? Or what? Is it's it, pretty nice. Oh, it says about he bought it from his aunt. That's cool. What color so is it? Is it um, white with uh, gray sills? Ooh, that's cool. Um, that's a nice, nice car. Is it in um, his uh, Instagram account? Click yeah, in Wheel E Dan. Uh, Lipper seventy three says turn six podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think so. Yeah, that, that's definitely happening. I think uh, it won't car- happen, but yep. It'll definitely happen. We have fucking 72 hours together or whatever the hell. New Q shit. We'll, do, we'll make it happen. Uh, Croc GT4. By the way, we need some random dude to sit next to us while we do it. <laughs> oh, jeez. That was so creepy. Oh, man. That was so creepy, guys. He just sat Croc- on the dirt next to me. <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> Croc-, Croc GT4 says, should I bring donuts or bagels and cream cheese Saturday morning? Oh. Bagels. Oh, and by man. the way, we love you, Croc. Bring whatever you can. Bring just you and a speedo. But uh, yeah. no bagels, bagels and cream cheese. Art's not sure. Uh, no, I was looking at Willie Dan's car. It looks nice. Um, 
Yeah. I was going to suggest an upgrade that doesn't make any sense because it's probably a downgrade for the rally, but uh, Euro headlights are a big thing on these cars, but uh, you <laughs> Get don't on want, that. But you're going to destroy Get them very that, quickly. <laughs> wait, what, what's Art going to say? He's going to say, they bother me so much. Yeah. Or yeah. I can't stand these American headlights. They're horrible, dude. Like the plastic bezels, they look like shit. Yeah, they're <laughs> pretty sad. Um, that's such a beautiful, like, like tight front end and with the like with the euro headlights yeah. it's just nice and clean and tight that's why the 500 looks so good i think it's it's part of it but they also have the, the only the e500 has the glass headlights the 500e in the u.s got those ugly plastic bezels too or or yeah. as zach clapman says bezels which i think is pretty funny bezels he says bezels comber uh atypical driver says since we all missed car week last year due to covid what are you most looking forward to in monterey next week also is there a radwood dwa presence at any of the events well are you coming camping atypical driver i can't remember if he's in on that but uh we have some other stuff up our sleeves but nothing uh, official this year kind of spread thin with all of our other events but um yeah you guys have anything else that has popped into your mind since we talked about monterey car week uh, I just want to hang out, it. dog. I want to see all my buddies. Um, but Word. the thing, uh, so Motul, I was talking to them yesterday. They're going to have a big presence at uh, Laguna, and they're doing something with Gunther Works, and we are invited. So um, I have not really seen a Gunther Works car up close. I've, I saw, I've seen them at Luft, but I'm always doing something else, and I kind of, it's like, oh, it's over there, you know? <laughs> and like we never yeah. really kind of get up to one. They and, had a presence at uh, Laguna, um, at, at the Porsche. Rensport, right? And they had a chassis, know. a bare chassis set up. Yeah. Oh, was that, it was that uh, I forget which booth it was at, but yeah, it, it was it was on that vendor row, right, Warren? Yeah. At the very oh, okay. end, and they had one of the, the cars there, and then we've seen them at SEMA as well. They were at the McGuire's booth, which was next to where we podcast with Magnaflow, um, if you remember yeah. that. I don't know. Sweet. That was like the yeah. first year that they released that. So uh, they're going to have the- their works car. They're going to have the Speedster there. So, like, that's, I mean, kind of I don't know, okay. curious to see what that looks like. Yeah. They look like RWBs. are pretty ugly, but, yeah, that's cool. The, you already saw the Speedster? No, I just don't like Gunther Works cars. Oh. oh they look horrible. <laughs> so that's Motul. Motul and Gunther Works. We'll see you there. Yeah. <laughs> we, we like the way Motul looks. We just don't like the way Gunther Lane, <laughs> Lane won't be coming with us, apparently. No, I'll go. I just think Gunther Works cars are gross looking. Um, thanks for the invite, Gunther Works. Uh, Lane will see you there. Um, <laughs> he goes on to say, how is the E30 and its owner fairing post-Sierra Rally Rewind accident? Uh, Zip-tied radiator hose still holding strong? Zip-tied radiator hose is still holding strong. I um, I ordered the uh, the hose, and um, I have I did the uh, ship to my local Napa thing because, um, like, everywhere else was going to take too long. And so I did the Napa thing because I want it done before uh, the weekend. Uh, this week for camping and uh it was supposed to arrive today and i have not received a message but it's only noon so hopefully it arrives by 4 p.m today and then i can throw it on tonight uh but okay. it is still there <laughs> it's still holding strong um but um i so here's a little maybe a quick little down date um so i um i i you know i open the garage door i'm like leaving and i see a, a small puddle of of uh some fluid under the front of the car and it's now running down my garage because my garage is a little s- sloped and I'm like, oh shit, it's the hose for sure. You know, probably no pressure. Like it's just now dripping yeah. out of there. Pop the hood open. No, it's totally dry. I'm like, what the hell? Where's it coming from? Is it my radiator now? Am I looking at the radiator? No. Uh, fucking power steering pump. <laughs> 
So, um, um, so yeah, I mean, as you know, those have lots of places where they like to they they like to just fall apart and leak from, uh, especially after. Are you sure it's a pump or just a, a hose fitting or something? Um, or? So I, it's it's hard to say. Uh, it's hard to tell. Yeah. I, I looked at it real quick, and it could be a fitting, or it could be a, like where the hose meets to, or with the where the actual pump is assembled and like it has like the seam i can't tell but i'll have a, i'll get a closer look later and we'll see um yeah i went down that path that stuff's so fucking gross too that power steering fluid yeah. gets everywhere i mean it's usually yeah. atf in those cars but atf is sucks and then yeah i had to do the rack and pump and the hoses so and, i i remember yeah. doing one of these years ago and uh it was super annoying because i got a bad one so like you know like you you i actually bought one got it you know installed it did bleed it bled it did the full thing and that one was fucking leaking <laughs> and i had to send it back and as you said it's such a pain it's so gross and shitty to do uh, at least it's yeah. pretty easy to access but it's just like yeah it's one of those annoying gigs uh hopefully it is just a fitting i'll we'll uh we'll have an update later we'll see next week maybe. okay sounds good um well just like that we're done with questions you guys did great just you guys like really that did great. nice you too warren you killed thanks it. man Appreciate it. You Appreciate really it. We're also it, uh, we're also an hour in here, so we don't need to, uh, you know. We don't need to say much. Is what you're saying. Time left. <laughs> I did want to I did want to bring up something that I was kind of wrong about um, about the Corvette, or I was kind of wrong about it, but it's still frustrating. Um, I was talking about how it didn't downshift when you press the throttle all the way um, when driving. Yeah, and I'm saying I didn't experience. Yeah, I didn't in experience touring mode. Yeah. So, so what happens is, it's still weird to me, and I don't understand why it does this. But so, if you use the paddles, then it stays in paddle mode, right? Then you can't. So, if you use the paddles and say you're in seventh gear, it's going to stay in seventh gear when you full throttle it, um, even though I didn't put it into manual mode, which makes sense. But then, when if I go over and I click it back into standard mode it still won't let me it with full throttle it won't shift down and it seemed to take about 30 seconds to change to change that whoa or maybe okay. more like 45 maybe a minute even so after you know i was like okay i use the paddle and then i would oh it's not working so i'd go and flip it into like re-engage it into drive or whatever just into normal mode and it would still be in this like it would like it was still tricked that I wanted to use the paddles basically, and then it took time to undo that. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. That is always a tricky thing with a lot of modern cars, right? It's like how do you reset it? Like the the easiest way is to yeah. go mess with the drive, you know, to 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 That's exactly. shift it back Which in the, the drive, but. The Kia would yeah. do that, right? Yeah. The, the Kia we had recently. Yeah. And then so you, I've noticed that some cars. Oh yeah, go ahead. Oh, no. And I was saying, and then you would just click it back into drive and it would work right. on that car. Exactly. Uh, but some cars, if you drive to, to a full stop, if you come to a full stop and then you start driving again, yeah. at that point, it just goes back into drive, right? If you, sure. even if you were downshifting with the paddles. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's confusing. All cars So in this case, I was on the, I was on the highway. So yeah, there was no doing that, but you know, I'm yeah. just kind of playing around with everything and I'm like, Oh, how does it shift? You know, da, da, da. but it was kind of weird that it didn't, it didn't change even when i tried to reset it um that is weird so yeah that was my that's my amendment to what i said last week so still weird but <laughs> makes a little more sense you right because it, like, it actually will do it if you're not because that's also 
that's also something that you would if you selected seventh gear and then you went to floor it and you're like it, it it's shifting for me i don't want it to shift i want it to be in seventh. you exactly. know what i mean but a, you should be able to reset it absolutely i figured if you went into drive if you just click drive and then you yeah. floored it it would yeah. do whatever it wants yeah so that took, that took explains your situation, Lane. So what you were saying is because you're like it doesn't kick down, and it wasn't kicking down because you were probably messing with the, yeah. the, the paddles. It's, yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, that, exactly. But yeah, yeah. then it wouldn't do it. It still wouldn't do it. So I was like, and then it took time. It was like, you know, yeah, a, it was seriously a good thirty seconds. It was like me kept fucking with it. Like, okay, is it gonna work now? Is it gonna work? And then all of a sudden, it, it would. Weird. So. Um, you did have another yeah. one when you dropped the car off. You're like, I forgot to mention the visibility. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah dude I and i my... said that when lane picked it up from my house i'm like yeah this is going to be similar to the evora for you because yeah. it is a little cramped so so i really noticed it you know when you're driving the back roads and stuff you're kind of into it and you're you're not as uh worried about your comfort and stuff like that yeah but then i drove it to drop it off at art um the other morning at his house and uh you're driving on the highway just cruising and dude i am just fucking hunched over the whole time so, and I have the seat all the way down and back, and I'm hunched over to to see out of it, you know, to have a good view out of the car. And it was kind of like, it was one of those things where like, I was like, dude, my neck kind of hurt, you know, like I, I didn't, it just, <laughs> well, basically it wasn't comfortable. Uh, and that's a big car, dude. Like it's stressful. To, it was stressful to back out of my driveway every time, like on my little street. It's uh, it's definitely it's definitely a big car without any visibility. Out yeah, of the over, back, oh, oh, out of yeah. the front, out of the sides, your shoulders. Yeah, it's a yeah, big yeah, one. over yeah. shoulder. So the, the isn't that just the modern problem? I mean, that's well, all. but this car it's Not got a that gigantic bad. like it's got the the B pillar is like seven feet wide, right? It's like it's like it's there's nothing there. It's fine when you're driving because the 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 blind spot monitoring works really well. So it, it blinks, you know, it, it holds a yellow light in the mirror. And so, you know, there's something there like that's easy. But if you're like, you don't, you don't see a kid, right. Or like a, a an object there or like, you know, stuff like that. So it's, it's definitely a, a, a shitty thing. I did notice that that was my biggest gripe actually. And I don't know why we were yeah. so excited about all the other stuff. Cause it is such a great car that we forgot to mention that, but uh, out like, forward visibility, I was fine. Side is fine. Rear is pretty weird. It's got like, you know the the glass. I don't know if, if it's the the way it's laminated or something. Like it looks yeah. kind of d- distorted out the back, which is another. Yeah, thing. you can't but, rely on that at all. Yeah, um, and I, I did, did have like, a point where I was next to a bicyclist and I kind of was like, didn't see him, and then I saw him last minute, and it was kind of a little scary. You know, I was like, oh shit, I could have like really, right? I could have like run into him basically. Did you see the front uh, cameras um, in action? Did those were, when you pull up to a curb? Those were amazing. Yeah. So like yeah, if you pull really up cool. to something, uh, it has cameras that point down at the nose. And so you can see how far you are from the curb. Like that, that was so great. Parking awesome. in my garage, it was great. It has the straight up overhead shot of the front end. Yeah, it's so against the wall. You yeah. can judge yeah. like exactly where you are before you hit like the shelves at the back of my garage. Yeah. And, and you need that because the car is really big and I had to pull it, you know, basically all the way until it was like an inch away, essentially. Nice, dude. Can you guys hear that at all on my yeah. audio? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. But, but I, it's probably I hear it, but it won't be on your recording. Yeah, I hope not. Uh, literally, <laughs> probably the worst case scenario. Next door, and I can see them out the window I'm in right now. They are re-roofing this house next door, and they're throwing piles of concrete tiling two stories into an empty trailer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there's this a line of dudes just throwing tiles twenty feet down. Boom. Bam. 
All right. Well, hopefully you guys don't hear it. Um, I want to give a shout out to uh, T. Fretch, um, Tom. He, uh, I think it was at Morning Motors. He handed me a a, a business card for um, liftsupportsdepot.com. We're not sponsored by these guys in any way, but I was having trouble finding um, lift supports for my Vanagon. They were just not in stock. And not only did these guys have all of the choices like Stabilis and all these other brands, but they made a heavy-duty version Ooh. that they've uh, manufactured. So like 100 pounds of support per um, side additional. So I just went with those, and they're on their way. So uh, nice. they're very affordable too. So liftsupportsdepot.com if you're looking for something Dang. weird or uh, hard to find. That's so, so that's specific. All. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, these are kind of things that at my old, you know, working at a shop, you'd have a drawer full of these business cards and you would just go, oh yeah, I need that. Whatever it was, like mirrors or <laughs> stuff. And there's just one guy. Line, that, your brake line guy or your... Uh, yeah, your like uh, gas... Clips. Uh, gas cap uh, seals. That guy has all of them. That's that's all yeah. you need. Uh, fasteners, right? So, all the, all the different fasteners for different things. Yeah, this yeah, all, all, fasteners all for sure. But yeah. Anyways, so thank you, uh, Tom, and I think he's coming camping too. So that'll be cool. Um, good F one race. I don't know if people watch, but uh, Sheesh, Hungarian Grand Prix. Was that, we got a Patreon that understatement one, man. of the year, dude. <laughs> that's like <laughs> pretty good one. Jeez. Yeah, we'll do a Patreon. Let's do a Patreon it's, episode yeah. about that. That is. Yeah, let's uh, do it. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. It's been a while. Uh, maybe it's, we could do it in person. Um, yeah, you guys, everyone should watch it before listening to us talk about it, though. It was yeah. pretty insane. Definitely. Yeah, a good. really, really awesome race. Um, good yeah. one. Um, anything else on your dockets here, boys? Nothing much. Just uh, kind of getting excited for the whole Car Week thing. I know. Um, Car Week's exciting for sure. There's a lot. Of, like, it's weird. It always kind of sneaks up on me. Like you were saying, Lane, at the start of the episode, is like it just... Uh, you kind of forget, and then all of a sudden it's here. Um, also pretty stoked for Radwood Chicago, which is under a month away. Um, get your tickets now. And that's going to be at Soldier Field uh, at the parking deck next door. So that's going to be rad. We're kind of like just talking about details for that yesterday. So, yeah. And then Radwood, Seattle, or uh, Pacific Northwest, I should say, at Dirtfish. Um, that's in the middle of September, so... If you're up in the PNW, come say hi. Yeah, and you're hearing it here first. We have not announced this anywhere else. Uh, Bucky Lassick is going to be giving uh, ride-alongs in... Uh, it's a triple five Subaru. The is it the GC8 chassis? I always mix that one up Dang. with like the other ones. Uh, it's a Group A car, I believe. So it's a real rally car from the era, and uh, he's going to be giving ride-alongs in that thing and doing some exhibition. How rad runs. is that? How rad yeah, is that? So I really, cool. I am going to like totally. Uh, I don't know. Ride I along. Want to get in line for that. Yeah, <laughs> You're totally I want to totally ride along. along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so right now we're trying to incorporate a jump into the course, so that should be pretty rad for uh, because that's like something oh, that most people never get to experience. You know, like even if it's a small jump like it's such a great like such a cool feeling um yeah totally. super excited about too that bad we don't too bad we don't have a half pipe for him to no half pipe uh, but we did talk about socal though for radwood socal so the plan is to do something there with him and to have him and cool. sal skate together which would be pretty cool yeah we were at him and sal yeah very cool. Oh, cool very cool all right um anything else before trivia uh, I think we're good. S- scanning, scanning, scanning. It's trivia time, and here we are. Um, shout out to Richard Chen, who owns a 
uh, newer NSX. What are these called? Are these uh, GC8s? GC8s. <laughs> NC EG3 something? or EG6? I mean EF3, ED7. Are you just throwing out? N- <laughs> these are all Honda <laughs> codes. Yeah, it's, uh, but it's FA, a N- FA5. NC. It's an NE. Oh, it's an NC17. So you have to be 17. Oh, okay. What happened to NC17? So, Is that still a thing? I, I, I don't know. I haven't seen it forever. Know. I don't know. Yeah. I'd like a good NC17 now and again. I feel like everything's in NC17. Now. Oh, that was uh, Showgirls, right? Be an NC Showgirls was NC17, right? I remember that. Which one? Showgirls. Showgirls. Oh, well, rightly so. Uh, I'm one. looking up this chassis code for the freaking uh, NSX. Uh, you said it's NE? It's just the new NSX, dude. New NSX. Anyways, they're announcing its uh, final version, which is the Type S. Mm-hmm. Um, will be coming, uh, I think it's unveiling at Monterey Car Week. I know so. how many they sold, if that's your question. Nah, you fucking <laughs> piece of shit. Are, why are you looking at that? I mean, I no, looked too. No, I already but knew. I, but I was, I was I yeah, from from. I didn't look it up. I just like something came through my feed. Yeah, and I saw it. I was surprised uh, how few. Yeah. So all sad. right. Well, forget that question. Um, no, we should talk about it. Say how many. I mean, we could talk about it. I, I'm pretty shocked at uh, how much money they lost making this car. <laughs> it's got to be absurd at this point. Um, the they have a whole like production facility just for it, and it took. How long? See, right? How many versions? It's pretty crazy. And so, they 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 talked about the car for like ten years before it came out and showed it yeah. at SEMA and all over the place. Um, it, yeah. They and it sold in numbers that like a half a million dollar car would be happy to sell at, but not a not a car that they you know put twenty thousand dollars on the hood and sold them for one hundred and twenty grand. Yeah, Richard said that they sold seven or eight times as many BMW i8s. That's crazy. As NSX's. Dang. And those, and those are, are yeah, funky, weird cars, right? Like, yeah. That's, and the NSX is arguably a much, much, much better car. <laughs> and they still couldn't sell them, but that's uh, wild. So, yeah, production numbers um, are as follows. Uh, this is global, and you can break it down. So U.S. sales for four years, that's 2017 to 2021, uh, 1,514, an additional 1,000. So 2,000. 548 is the total NSX production over four years. 2,500 global. global. 2,500 global sales. And the Type S, which is coming out uh, 2022 model, is 300 for the U.S., 50 for the world. So it brings us to a total NSX sales of 2,898. Interesting. In the world. Is this going to be a collector car then? I mean, like, I, I think so. Because there's just so few, right? I mean, this is the, the classic case, you know, with like, this is M Coupe. This is Supra. This is the same stuff, right? Like, in a good, nice one. I was joking with Richard. He's, he, yeah, he found his niche, right? It's like he has an SVX. He's got an NSX. <laughs> he's got other cars that are probably the X. lost leaders Dude, <laughs> or whatever you want to call them. So I, I found the chassis code, a little trivia time. It's, it's a chassis code that is also, uh, uh, th- that exists for a different car <laughs> and uh it is also a two-seater roadster uh, guess what the chassis code is nd uh, oh good guesses guys nc ah. <laughs> i said nc earlier oh, damn you it. did oh, nc 17 that's what we we're talking about not 17 though uh, not 17 but just nc it's an nc1 um, but whatever yeah so grab your nsx's now i think there will be a hot item I wish they had a manual transmission and no hybrid option, but I've never driven one, so 
Dude, I could be just yeah. full of shit. We came so close to driving it multiple times. We got to see if, I mean, well, the, one of the press cars. Yeah, I were we supposed to get an orange, orange one. one or something? I wonder if the orange one's uh, uh, about still. We should, yeah, we'll check with Acura. Hmm. Yeah. Definitely check it out. Um, there's a new option for the Bentley Bentayga, and it's a lightweight option. Ooh. What is it? Carbon fiber roof. <laughs> Carbon fiber roof. Wait, are no. you saying like the like it's like an SVR or something like the code, or are you talking about what what is light? What's the question? What can you option your car with that oh. is lightweight? Carpet. By the way, this is like a ten thousand pound fucking SUV. So yeah. if it's air conditioning, delete. I'm gonna shoot myself. <laughs> uh, carpet. What's that? Carpet. carpet? Yeah. Lightweight oh, carpet. Like lighter short carpet. Pile carpet yeah, no sound dead. That'd be amazing. What if it was like uh, one less layer of paint? Yeah. Like five pounds. Uh, no, you can now get 22-inch carbon fiber wheels, oh, boys. Wow. Oh, there you wow. go. For your 8,000-pound oh. SUV. And with, what are the, and the aspect ratio on those on those tires, right? Or like They're like rubber bands. So They are fucking rubber bands. They're uh, P-Zeros. Dude. And who, what's the clientele that's driving this car? Just mashing over curbs and potholes. and Oh, man. It says well, the uh, rims cut 13.2 pounds of unsprung mass per corner over the aluminum wheels. Yeah. Come on. 22-inch. 22-inch SUV carbon fiber wheels. What's the uh, the option cost on that, too? It's got to be insane, right? Uh, 30 grand or something? It's, it's not in here, unfortunately, but yeah, I bet you're absolutely right. Um, and these are um, TUV tested, which I would expect that to be the, the case, but yeah. Jesus, crime They're stoked, I bet the dude. option's like 20 grand, and then it's uh, 20 grand per wheel if you have to replace them or something crazy. Yeah. Like I bet it's a smart business move, right? You know, like the people that want yeah. this car are showy, right? They want to show off that they got the tw- the, that, that $20,000 option and they're going to destroy them and they're going to have to buy more. And <laughs> it's yeah. like, I would love to see a little mini documentary about the development of these wheels because I guarantee it was not easy. <laughs> this has got to be one of the biggest, uh, I, largest diameter and then also the weight, the actual... Yeah, um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's that one I, company, right? It's I like Carbon it's made Revolution. made by the place or, in Australia, yeah. Yeah, is it Carbon it says Revolution? It's it made by, by Moliner in collaboration with Bucci Composites. Oh, Do you recognize oh. them? No. Did you say Bucci? Yeah. Bucci like the sunglasses. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> B-U-C-C-I. What the heck? So yeah. They're no blue blockers, but... <laughs> right. <laughs> what? Dude, I think Bucci's are made... Uh, weren't they? Is that the one that's made in Felton? Or what? There's some... Oh, yeah. They are, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I'm all in Bucci. Bucci Composites. Uh, it's a, it's a, Bucci yeah, main. of course it's an Italian company. They make carbon fiber for Maserati. Automotive, aerospace, marine, and industrial. Interesting. There you go. Ooh, look and at, they figured out how to make a fucking 22-inch SUV wheel out of carbon. So. Press, wi- press molding and autoclave processes. They've got it all. Brand new draws and all. Crazy. Um, Anyways, that's your trivia. Thank you for listening. Right. We'll see you in Monterey. And uh, I'm sure we'll have a lot of exciting updates on the next episode of the DWA podcast. So let's just chill until that one. Yeah. Goodbye.